This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03 on the last day of November, November 30th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Toys can be a way to help promote uh, math, tech, and science skills in kids. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the home video game console is one of the hot gifts this year. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Carl Prouty, the technologist at Apt Electronics in Glenview. Carl, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I want to admit up front, Carl, the last time uh, I had any, you know, Know, everyday experience with video game systems, you still had to blow in the cartridge just in case uh, it wasn't uh, booting up at the time you wanted it to. But uh, veering back into the video game market, it's a very different world these days. Uh, what do you need to know if you're shopping for a video game for your kids? Well, uh, you really can't go wrong now. You've got your PlayStation 5, you've got Xbox, you've got the Nintendo Switch, they're all, and they're all great systems, uh, but there's different benefits to them as well. So, like, for example, PS5 and Xbox, most people will choose one of those based on the exclusive games. And so for PlayStation, you've got, like, the Spider-Man series, you've got the God of War series, and then Xbox, you have things like Forza, which is a really popular racing game, and then you have Halo, which is kind of like a first-person shooter type of game, and you can play online with your friends and stuff. And then Switch has all the Mario, uh, just the Mario world. You've got Pokemon, you've got Zelda. And the advantage of the Switch, too, is it's, it's portable, so you can bring it around with you. Now, if uh, you are also uh, trying to team up with uh, grandparents to uh, get accessories for a, uh, let's say, a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox or a PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. uh, if, they, if, if the grandparent offers, well, what if we buy games uh, for, for, for this uh, new, new game system you're getting for your kids? Uh, it's, it's not as easy as going to the store and buying a cartridge. There, there are no cartridges anymore. There, there's a few left. Like we actually carry them here at Apt. So if, if if you're looking for a cartridge, you can still get those. But a lot of it is downloadable content now, which which makes it a little easier on the end user because you can just kind of scroll through. You don't have to wait for a store to open. You just go online, buy the game, download it to the console. Um, but no, you can still every once in a while you can find the the physical copies of the games too. And then what uh, video game system lines up best with a particular age group? What is kind of good for uh, families with younger children and maybe uh, younger teens versus older teens? I mean, are, are there particular systems for particular age brackets? You know, honestly, you, you can't go wrong with the Switch. The Switch kind of covers all of that. Uh, little kids can play it. Adults can play it. I actually bought one for myself at the at the beginning of the pandemic just because it's so easy to set up. And I'm horrible at video games. And even I was able to, to learn how to play that. Um, but the Switch is great for everyone. PlayStation and Xbox, 
probably better for the for the teenagers to the adults. And you also get a little more like like a PlayStation and an Xbox can also act like a streaming media device. So not only can you use it to play games on, but you can you can put your Netflix on there, you can put Hulu on there. So you can put all these different streaming services on there and use those as well with your with your TV. Outside of the uh, the, the 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 streaming component, are there other things that you can do uh, with these video game systems above and beyond playing video games? Yeah, a lot of people use them to to communicate. So it's like like you know, when we were growing up, we would use a telephone, and uh, now people use their video game systems to talk to one another. So it's kind of a good way to keep in touch with your friends who who might not live close to you. Um, my, I have an older son, and he he does that a lot. He'll talk to his friends through his gaming system versus calling him on his cell phone. Well, Carl, I'm just glad that uh, you can download video games because I remember uh, trying to rent Super Mario Brothers 3 from the <laughs> local video store over 30 years ago and waiting about six months for it to finally become available. Oh, okay. It was always out for some reason, so I'm glad times have changed. Carl Prouty, the technologist at Apt Electronics in Glenview, thank you for joining us today. Coming up, promoting science, technology, engineering, and math through the use of toys. Your best stock option. This is the W. WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Technology Thursday, and part one today, we're going to talk about toys that stimulate your children's mind. We're talking about learning through play with toys fostering skills in these so-called STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, and math. We're joined by Scott Sargis, founder and president of the Strategic Search Corporation based in Chicago. Find him online at strategicsearch.com. Scott, thank you for joining us today. And uh, when I was a kid at Christmas time, one of the big uh, gifts that we would get uh, every year was this thing called Constructs. It was like a plastic version of the erector set, and you can make all sorts of different things with them. And it turns out, uh, retconning it by 36 years, that actually was a STEM toy. Exactly. Exactly. And it's probably a derivative of, of what Lego is, uh, kids are doing with Lego today. The key is it, it stimulates your brain because it makes you look at different options for building different types of structures. And what are some uh, STEM presents or STEM toys you could think about putting under the tree this year? Well, one of them is Lego. Another is Kids uh, First Intro to Gears, um, which instructs kids on how to follow directions to build geared machines. And that's a pretty good introduction to mechanical engineering. Uh, third is puzzles in general, and a particular puzzle is metal puzzle in specific, which exercises your brain. And lastly, uh, luminosity. Luminosity is one of the most established brain training and mental fitness programs, and you can even sign up for a free program to play three games a day. And when we talk about these uh, metal puzzles, how do they differ from the, the standard jigsaw puzzle that we all know and love? Well, it, it's, it's, you know, still all of those are ways to expand your brain. They're, di they're different versions of the same formula, which is looking at the world in different ways to expand your brain, which is a precursor to the future of engineering. STEM, um, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math are all predicated on expanding your brain, looking at things in different ways, and both of those do that. 
And then on the subject of just plain old puzzles, I feel like that 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 along with a lot of other uh, traditional tried and true toys kind of made a comeback during the pandemic simply because uh, it was a way to while away the time. But I have found, and maybe other adults have, have made the same discovery, is that uh, you can have a lot of fun helping your kids solve those puzzles and complete them. That's right. And, and not only help your kids, but in the process, uh, keep your brain su- subtle, because there's a lot of research that shows that you can expand your brain even at advanced age. So not only for your kids, but also for yourself to help ke- keep you sharp. And one thing uh, I have also discovered uh, with uh, over the process of helping my kids do uh, crossword puzzles or complete Lego projects is that in a world in which we're always looking at our phones and there's all sorts of stimuli coming from here, there, and everywhere, the opportunity to just sit there with a big pile of Lego bricks and some instructions and then just put it together and push all of those distractions out of your mind, it is as beneficial for you as an adult as it is for your child. Right. And you mentioned, you know, on, on the phone and a lot of people are fixated on social media. Um, this is, you know, the opposite because it teaches you focus and patience. And once again, the same mantra is it expands your brain. And that's the key. STEM toys. Think about them this Christmas. Scott Sargis, founder and president of the Strategic Search Corporation in Chicago. Find him online, strategicsearch.com. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, we examine one of the biggest workplace trends of 2023. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Workers in Illinois are defining 2023 with some referred to as bare minimum Mondays, a trend where collective agreement leads to Minimal production. Let's dig a little deeper with Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with the Robert Half Company. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. There are a lot of workplace buzzwords and buzz phrases to navigate uh, that emerged in 2023 from hot desking to quiet quitting. And uh, today we learn about bare minimum Mondays on a Thursday. So uh, uh, what do I need to know if I really want to uh, half, you know, on Monday? Well, you know, I think what has come a bare minimum Mondays is that a lot of people in a hybrid environment are found working from home on a Monday and most oftentimes a Friday. And so it allows employees to kind of ease into that week and maybe just do, you know, the bare minimum needed enough to be considered engaging, um, but not over the top where work is concerned. And then uh, what about uh, chaotic working? Um, it, that seems like the uh, the polar opposite of bare minimum Monday. Absolutely. That is where we're finding a lot of clients that just are maybe short-staffed in their teams or maybe they've had some turnover or big projects land on their plate. It's kind of this never-ending game of you complete one task and three more pop up. Um, you know, meetings that spill over more and more into lunch hours, again, because of a remote or hybrid environment. And so it just it feels like you're there's never a time when you get the work done. It's always very chaotic and there's always more coming at you. And then another uh, workplace uh, phrase that uh, popped up this year is shift shock. Yeah. You know, with so many people changing jobs over the course of the last couple of years, I think what a lot of employees are finding is that, you know, maybe what they interviewed for or the position that they took or signed up for 
isn't always the job they find on the other end, especially as things change with companies, you know, maybe again, the hybrid versus remote work environment or people coming or going and that workload changing, you know, there's a little bit of shift to the reality of maybe this isn't the perfect job that I just changed for. And then uh, another one that popped up on this list is the the idea of quiet cutting, which uh, is not necessarily you're fired, but uh, they're trying to send you a message. Yeah, you know, I think so many companies are going through so much change over the last couple of years. Again, you know, just the hybrid remote environment alone, et cetera, that job responsibilities have changed. And sometimes you find that, you know, your old job might be gone, but suddenly a new one has popped up. And I think in that it's a good thing because your company is looking for additional opportunities for you versus just letting you go. And then lastly, and very quickly, I just want to go back to Bare Minimum Monday because I think we all have a degree of professionalism and pride in our own work. And uh, you want to think you're giving 110% as opposed to 85 or 80 or something. Or like, like that guy in office space who just do enough to not get fired. Um, who is the most likely to uh, really adopt the bare minimum Monday's ethos? Well, I just, I think it's your production level workers, right? That maybe, you know, the work they do isn't necessarily always flagged as, you know, very important. And so they're just, as long as they kind of keep the production going, they're going to be okay. But, you know, for us as managers, it's flags that you have employees that are disengaged um, maybe burnt out, you know, maybe tired or exhausted. And I, I think for us as managers, we have to step up and listen to that because if they're good employees, we definitely want to do what it takes to, you know, keep them engaged. Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead on this Technology Thursday, how artificial intelligence has changed the world this year. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Mike Krauser. Churches in and around Chicago take in migrants and take some pressure off the city. There's concern the ceasefire in the Middle East may not last much longer. Technology Thursday will take a look at the impact of artificial intelligence this year and restaurant groups in Chicago heading south for expansion. WBBM Business. The markets are mixed. The Dow up 255 points. The NASDAQ down 121. S&P 500 down 11. 51 degrees right now in Chicago under mostly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. Churches in and around Chicago are pitching in to help migrants, including in the near western suburbs. The details from WBBM's Mike Krauser. Calvary Memorial Church is among those in Oak Park taking in migrants. Senior Pastor Gerald Heastand says 22 people are living in the basement. He told CBS2 it's really an extension of what they already do. It was just sort of folding them into a, a care network that was already in existence. Not just a roof over their heads and meals, he says, but financial help and assistance finding jobs. Manfred Caroli is the pastor of Care and Mission Initiatives at Calvary. He says they're not calling them migrants. So not use the word migrant, we use them the word guests. Churches in and around Chicago are helping to take some pressure off the city. I think it's just an example that when the church decides to work together, so many things can be accomplished. Uh, communities that maybe have been overlooked over the years too. What would it be if our churches, all of us, just come together and start tackling all those issues? Mike Krauser, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Ceasefire talks appear to be getting tougher now that Hamas has freed most of the women and children taken during the deadly October 7th attack on Israel. Experts say the militants are expected to make greater demands in return for freeing men and soldiers. Hamas has been releasing at least 10 Israeli hostages per day in exchange for Israel's release of at least 30 Palestinian prisoners. The latest ceasefire announcement followed a last-minute standoff, with Hamas saying Israel had rejected a proposed list that included seven living captives and the remains of three who the group said were killed in Israeli airstrikes. Israel later said Hamas submitted an improved list but gave no details. I'm Charles Deladesma. It's 12.32. As the noon business hour continues, markets are trading mixed. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer with Crescent Capital in Chicago. Jack, thanks for joining us today. Before we talk about the latest read on inflation, uh, it seems like uh, two of the major uh, financial indices are going in very different directions today. The Dow up 251 points right now. The Nasdaq down 121. Uh, how do you explain this discrepancy? I think, uh, Rob, it's all about tech. Uh, tech is a pretty interest rate sensitive sector. Uh, interest rates uh, rising a little bit today on perhaps a, just a touch hotter uh, inflation readings than, than the bond market would have liked. And as a result of that, uh, technology among the worst sectors, uh, along with communication services, which are uh, two big sectors powering the S&P and and not as much representation in the Dow. Now let's talk about the uh, PCE index, the uh, personal 
uh, Consumption Expenditures Index, which is the uh, preferred uh, gauge of inflation, uh, up two-tenths of a percent month over month, uh, up three and a half percent year over year. We're getting very close to that two percent inflation target. And if we're going to use the soft landing metaphor here, it seems like the plane's on final approach. But as, as far as sticking that landing, Jack, uh, who is in the cockpit? Is it, uh, is it Jay Powell right now or is it the American consumer? Yeah, I still think it's the American consumer. Um, that said, um, as, you, as you said, we also looked at personal income and uh, personal consumption this morning, both uh, positive, but both coming in also at a lower, uh, at a lower trajectory as well. Um, and so when you put it all together, I think that um, the bond investors thought that the 3.5% was still a little hot, uh, certainly a little higher than they had expected, even though we are seeing slower growth, slower inflation uh, for the last several weeks. And I, mean, and I think that's a, a pretty positive narrative overall. I mean, obviously, you can slice and dice the numbers any way you want to uh, give you the narrative you need. And the, yeah, that's the case everywhere, sports, finance, here, there, everywhere. Uh, the, the 12-month rate is uh, 3.5%, but if you do an annualized rate uh, over three months or six months, uh, you're definitely inside that 2% ballpark. Yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, moving in the right direction, and there are a couple. I, I sent a, a a a piece around to our um, advisors this morning, saying there are really two indicators that we track that will that suggest that inflation should come down pretty dramatically, even from here. One is the ISM prices paid index. So this is looking at uh, industrial companies, asking them, um, you know, what is your price? You know, what are the costs of of your what you're buying? That is trending lower. That does tend to lead inflation by about six months. Um, the other is money supply, which remarkably year over year is negative, uh, and that also tends to lead inflation by about six months. Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Technology Thursday, a look at the explosion of artificial intelligence in the past year. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. The growing use of artificial intelligence in 2023 is truly mind-boggling, and it's also created a new era of AI anxiety. We welcome in Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, Professor of Advanced Media in Residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Shelley, thank you for joining us today. And artificial intelligence has been a part of our lives for a very long time, but this is the year that the large language model uh, entered our lives. And what, outside of the productivity gains we're seeing in the workplace, uh, the good, the bad, and can we actually make out a trajectory of where this is going? Well, it's very interesting that we're, we're talking about this today, Rob, because today is the one-year anniversary of the debut of ChatGPT, the consumer model that you could just sign on to, and it became the fastest-growing technology uh, ever, reaching 100 million users faster than anything else ever reached 100 million users. But that date is a kind of an important date for humanity, and I don't mean to get too dramatic, but prior to one year ago, when you went online to find a piece of content, you would have 99% guarantee that what you were looking at was created with the heavy hands of human beings. Humans created all of it. And one year later, 
you cannot be sure. We are now one year in the generative era. We've made the transition from curators to generators, from curation where we curate pre-existing content to generation where AI can actually generate the content itself. And so every day we go forward into the generative era, we're less and less likely to know for a fact that what we're looking at is fully human created. It's going to have some synthetic component to it. And the question is, and I think you asked it well, what is the good, the bad, and the not so great about that? Um, there are some productivity increases. We've all used autocomplete. You know, you get mad at your iPhone when it autocompletes the way you don't want it to, but it's always good when Outlook or, or Gmail autocompletes something that makes sense. Now imagine that half of the things you write were autocomplete and then written kind of in a co-environment with you and AI. It's no longer you just writing. It's you and an AI coworker writing and ultimately half the work is synthetic. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's where we're headed. Now, it is a productivity tool, and uh, if you are not a natural writer, uh, the, 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 the large language model could be a godsend. And uh, some of the, the potential worst-case scenarios that have, in, in, in some spaces have been uh, laid out by the inventors of these tools themselves, um, are these plausible, or we won't know the bad ways in which AI turn on us until it actually happens? So the idea that this AI has a personality, a consciousness, an intent is nonsense. It has no more intent than your toaster oven or your calculator or your refrigerator. I don't know. My toaster's looked at me pretty funny the last couple of days. I, I got you. But that is, whatever, you, whatever emotions you ascribe to your toaster oven or your microwave, those are the emotions you should ascribe to AI It at the moment is basically a word calculator in the way consumers are using it. If you really want to worry about AI, you need to worry about AI uh, in the context of data privacy, because no AI is valuable without, its, without access to data. And some of the copyright issues are about access to people's existing data or existing intellectual property. But if you don't have data to operate on, then you really can't do that much harm. And the problem is we, as a society, let way too much of our data fall into I'm going to say the wrong hands, and I mean that not in a nefarious way. The average person cannot tell you who is selling and aggregating their data, who's selling and aggregating their profiles. When you publish something online, you've published it. It's public. And I don't think a lot of people have realized everything you've ever written on social media, everything you've ever posted anywhere, every blog post, every tweet, every Facebook post, You've published. It's now in the public domain. You may think you've copyrighted it, and the law may say you've copyrighted it, but AI can scrape it. You, this can, so this data that we are so loose with, and by the way, the data you don't know you're loose with, your credit card data, your mortgage payments, how do you think they get your credit score? They aggregate your financial information. Where do they get that? You let them. And you'll say, no, I didn't. And the answer is, yeah, yeah, it did. So until we get a handle on data privacy, the idea that we're going to, that we have to worry about AI is nonsense. And, and, and yes, AI one day may achieve some things that we don't understand right now. It's not, oh, look, it could happen tomorrow, but most likely it's, it's, it's off in, in the order of decades. The problems that we have are not that far off. The problems that we have is that there's too much data out there we don't have control over, and the current AI tools in the wrong hands can make that 
can weaponize that data in a way that's not great for everybody. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group at Syracuse and also a professor in residence at Syracuse University. Thank you for joining us today. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Restaurant groups in Chicago are expanding their operations by heading south. Let's talk about the appeal with Easy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Izzy, thank you for joining us today. And, and what is the appeal of the Sun Belt to all of these Chicago-based hospitality groups? Well, <clears throat> that question's a little bit more uh, complicated than it sounds. First of all, uh, after COVID, a lot of people had moved from Chicago to Florida, to Texas, uh, to these other states. So one, we have a big uh, presence of people from Illinois there. And those states are extraordinarily friendly to restaurants. So uh, it makes sense that their populations are growing. Uh, the taxes are lower. The uh, amount of minimum wage is lower. So there's a lot of reasons restaurant groups want to expand uh, into friendlier uh, territory. Now, is it, does, does this mean they are expanding above and beyond their Chicago locations, or does this uh, raise the specter of relocation out of Chicago and into the Sun Belt once and for all? Well, I, I think that uh, it is now going to focus uh, a lot of these companies' attention on expanding to the south and no longer expanding in the Chicago or Illinois market. And then uh, part of this is, and I guess uh, the uh, the Great Recession changed a lot of people's retirement plans and, and forced people to push them off a couple of years, and that uh, a lot of moving away was a result of, I'm finally living my dream and, and getting that house on the beach or getting that house in Arizona and saying goodbye to winter forever. Uh, outside of COVID and the unique difficulties that it presented and, and how uh, there was some inconsistency of, of policy across different states, uh, was this inevitable that uh, some of these uh, restaurant groups would follow Chicago retirees to Arizona or to Florida, people who uh, uh, developed a, a, a liking for sun and fun in January and February? It's a lot of sense to me. If I see all my customers moving to Florida, Texas, and Arizona, I might think, hey, for me to move my business to Florida, Texas, and Arizona. And it's not necessarily, I mean, are, are there particular uh, brands that are doing it? Because uh, there, there are some upscale names uh, that, are, that, are, that have taken the plunge uh, in the South. But you also have like Buona and Rainbow Cone, which is also dipping its toe in Florida and Texas. Sure. And then you have uh, Portillo's and McDonald's and uh, Let Us Entertain You. Uh, many other groups are really looking. I mean, as everybody's developing their expansion, the ones that I've talked to, Nobody is expanding in Illinois. They're all looking to, uh, you know, these other climates and, uh, again, business-friendly uh, places uh, to move to. And those retirees as well you know, pay far less uh, taxes in Florida and Texas than they do in Illinois, expanding or extending their, re their retirement uh, spending. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. It's... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.